While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Sometimes I feel like the solo episodes, for me personally, I'm like, I don't know if I like recording them. But then I'm realizing I get to sit here <laughs> for a little bit of time. And sometimes I've had people reach out and talk about stuff that's going on to them, to them in their life. And I get to just sit on my comfy little chair I got here and have a drink and just, it's kind of venting, right? Not always uh, negative stuff, but we got a nice little cozy episode for you. Uh, this one, I don't know the name or brand of it, but it is currently in a little snowman glass um, that Katie and I have because we have one of those wine um, advent calendars, if you will. Uh, so it's a Chardonnay of some kind. So I'm not much of a wine person, but, you know, for the next 16 days, I am. all the way. And you know what? For the next 16 days, we've needed it this entire time the month of December, and honestly, November, let's be honest. Um, I should point out, I was gone for the second half of October from my classroom, but it's that time of year. Uh, Before we dive in, I want to give a big shout out to James, Lish, Cindy, Melinda, Sabrina, Leslie, Leo, and Adam. They are our current Patreon members. If you want to support the show, go above and beyond and get access to bonus content, podcast merch, you name it. Go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. We have a $2, $4, and $7 tier that gets you access to different things depending on the tier. You can do a different amount if you want as well. Uh, But again, that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. So with with semester one for us ending before winter break, that also means this is the biggest push before (laughs) before winter break. Uh, And honestly... I'm really excited. That's the biggest cliche. Teacher excited for a time away from teaching. Um, But the past week, including uh, today, you might notice my voice sounds a little bit different. Uh, I've been sick since Friday of last week. And that classic, like, it's just easier to go into work than it is to get a sub and go through all of that. And especially at the end of the semester. It's led me to completely try to power through on uh, this entire week, and it's been mis- it's been miserable physically, but mental well and mentally too. It's exhausting, but mentally it's easier for me and less stressful for me to just suffer. I I literally I haven't brought my briefcase to work in about three weeks because I'm doing all my work at at work. I'm not bringing it home. But I have brought a backpack the last the last three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and probably Thursday and Friday. And it's just filled with like sickness stuff, you know, like my ibuprofen, my acetaminophen, my, uh, my, I almost brought like cough syrup and stuff like that, but we don't need that as much anymore. 
uh, even uh, even tissues that I brought from home because we know school districts don't pay for tissues. So it's either used that one-ply sandpaper paper towel stuff on your nose and be miserable, which, by the way, has zero absorbency. Uh, use that or bring it from home. And it, it's only weird because, personally, I just use... I pull out a brand new uh, roll of toilet paper because I don't like the lint of, of tissues because uh, I'm weird and I'm special and that's how I do it. So I have a backpack essentially with a bunch of drugs like DayQuil and NyQuil and you, you decide for yourself which one I use to do my job of teaching. Uh, all these different pain-killing related, th- uh, you know, normal stuff, nothing crazy, um, not leading to like an epidemic. And toilet paper. <laughs> it looks like it looks like I'm medicating myself and wiping my ass. But all I'm doing is medicating myself and trying to blow my nose, which luckily is less and less. I am not, by the way, I know what you're, you're thinking. Uh, I, it was a negative um, test on that one. It's just a cold, a bad one. And uh, as far as we know, not, uh, not contagious, but been, being very careful on behalf of others. Uh, and again, I'm not even, it's not even so much that I'm worried about having to write sub plans. It's truly like if I am not there, nothing happens. Like the kids almost self-sabotage. It could be the last round of Jeopardy. And it's like, all you got to do is answer two questions to win. And question one is, what's your first name? And if I'm not there to give them that directive, they're not going to fucking do it. It could be the last day. No teacher, no work done. Last chance with no teacher, no work done. It doesn't matter what. They're just not going to do it. I think Peter put it as being the main character. So cheers, cheers to being the main character. We'll look on the bright side of life right there. Um, let me adjust here real quick. That sound is the mic stand. It's not me, I promise. Um, so it's been a weird week. Basically trying to, you know, find my way through it beyond exhausted by the end of the day. More exhausted than normal, that is. And also try to do all the things I have to do to get home, meaning focus for I don't know, 45 to 90 minutes on my drive up Lakeshore Drive to get home. Um, yeah, so it's been a, br- a rough week. Uh, not as bad for um, myself compared to others, so I, I will get into that a little bit more later. But we did, before I got sick, go to see uh, the Beyonce movie, the Renaissance Tour movie. And my students were very excited that I was going to see it. And they're very excited, apparently, that my wife is into Beyonce. And I should point out that she has loved Beyonce long before any of them were born. But at a certain point before the movie, we get there. uh, And the theater is essentially one other person, and then Katie and I. And we were meeting up with some friends, so it's not like we were going to sit there alone, but we would have seen it no matter what. It would have just been a more exclusive experience uh, for myself and for Katie. But before the movie starts, we get there early, thinking, yeah, the movie's going to start on time doesn't. So Katie goes to the bathroom and it is just me in the theater, except for one woman who's way in the back. We're the only two people in the movie theater. And I believe I'm sitting middle, middle of of the movie theater. We get a bunch of snacks beforehand. So it's just me in the middle, middle of the theater, except for one woman in the back. I have Ritz crackers in my hand, except for one woman in the back. She's doing her own thing. I don't know what she's doing. But I'm there. Just one dude at a Beyonce movie 
on a Saturday night, practically alone, except for one woman in the back, and Ritz crackers. And when I tell you, that's pretty much what it was. It was we had a couple friends that came and maybe one other couple, and that was it. And I was shocked because it was opening weekend of the, the Beyonce movie. It's basically my classroom. <laughs> when you think about it, it's just me, it, me. It's me and my first period, minus the Ritz crackers, minus the one in the back. Sometimes there's one in the back, but they're not necessarily a student. Uh, to the point where I almost want to post this because Katie comes back in from the bathroom and gets this photo of me, which I think is hilarious because it's just me eating Ritz crackers alone in the movie theater before the movie starts. And that's pretty much the attendance percentage of my high school, first, second, and even third, and sometimes fourth and fifth period. That's what it was. Um, so maybe I'll post that. We'll post it on Instagram. Uh, our Instagram is at uh, Classroom Brew on social media. In this case, Instagram. One more time. But yeah, just me and one woman and, and Katie coming back. And it's just the two of us about eight rows apart. Solo. I've never been middle middle before. I was like, this is incredible. Like, do you want this, Katie? She's like, no, you take middle middle. Okay, cool. I'll take middle middle. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. Love the movie. I recommend it. Fantastic performer. But even the way they edit the movie, fantastic. So check it out. Hopefully, you're not the only one in the theater. Or hopefully, you are. I don't know. It's your, uh, your preference. Um, anyway, it's an interesting week because we just had, I mean, I'm sick. A bunch of people are sick. Students aren't coming, by the way. Uh, I think our attendance the other day was 35% in the building for the entire day, uh, which is crazy because finals week is next week. But you'd never know it if you were the students because how would you? You're never there in the first place. Uh, we even had one student in particular who attacked a staff member today, at the day I'm recording this, or not even uh, four hours prior to me recording this right now, we had a staff member get attacked by a student. Cheers. Not enough Chardonnay in the world for that. Um, a security member of ours who I've worked with for seven years now um, essentially redirected a student who was roaming the halls. And I guess this is a student that is supposed to be legally in a therapeutic setting. I'm going to say it again. The student is supposedly supposed to be legally in a therapeutic setting, not in a public neighborhood school, which is what we are. Now, I don't know the legal side of this, but that seems like an oversight, especially because they were programmed to go there by our district. Our school district did this. I don't know if you know this, but she was supposed to be legally programmed in a therapeutic setting, not a neighborhood school. And so she attacks a staff member when they redirect her to go to class which is very basic in terms of a directive for, for a student, a very basic directive, please go to class, and loses it on this staff member. Now, I haven't had a chance to reach back out to see how my buddy's doing, uh, but this is someone with years and years and years of experience, and I'm sure he's physically fine. And I think that, I mean, maybe there was other people as well. I just know of the one who was attacked. Maybe there were others, because we have two security guards on our floor uh, who have known for seven years each. And um, personally, <laughs> I feel like we're never going to see that student again, unless the district or I don't, maybe the family, I don't know how it works. Uh, we know what happened with that one teacher and the, the six-year-old that made some really beyond unfortunate decisions with a firearm. 
But um, I don't know. You might want to. I feel like the district should be nervous. That might be the most important person in the district from today, because I'm sure there's other attacks that happened. But this is one in particular where it was a screw-up by our district that is still being rectified. And in the interim, we were essentially put in harm's way, specifically our, this one staff member, and look what happened. You know? It's almost like we should follow the legal placement and um, settings that are, that are legally laid out for our students uh, to avoid shit like this. You know? Like, I don't know the, the mental health state of the student. Obviously, it's not great if something that simple would, would set them off. But it, that's not a situation where you can say, you know, something like, hey, do you want me to come at you with the same energy you're coming at with me? You can't do that with a student who's clearly that volatile. <laughs> like, I once tried to explain to a student when I was like, no, I need you to take a break. 30 seconds isn't long enough. You're going to take a five-minute break. And they're I'm good, I'm good. And they're getting more pissed at me just because I'm saying you're not going to re-enter after 30 seconds after a blow-up. You're going to take five minutes. And pointing out to them that the fact that you are this triggered, this set off by me saying not yet, that says a lot about your state of mind and whether or not you are actually good to get back into the classroom. I can have that conversation with that student because I know they're legally supposed to be there. I don't think about the fact that they are legally supposed to be there. I just assume that the legal department or whoever does that kind of stuff did their job. In this case, they didn't. So shout out to any teacher or staff who's been attacked recently or ever. I know that I have as well. Whether it was intentional for the one, the other ones I know for sure were. A total of, I think, three. So that's fun. Cheers. Cheers to that. Especially those of you in like... um cluster programs or um, pull-out services, things like that where you are dealing with, you know, any number of different reasons why a student may be violent on the daily. Um, so again, shout, shout out to especially our, our SPED teachers who deal with so, so much. Cheers. I worked out too. I, normally I wouldn't have had a drink for this episode. Um because I've been sick since uh, about a week ago. But, uh, you know, it's a wine and it's an advent calendar, so that must mean it's going to be healing, right? It has to be healing. Anyway, so we had the possibly the worst army recruiter ever come to our school. We basically do these uh, every so often. Our counselor gives us last-minute notice for us to send our, our senior classes, whether it's senior seminar or one goal, embark, whatever it might be, to the library to meet with you know, different colleges and trade schools and different post-secondary options, if you will. And they started off in the auditorium. They were a mess. So we decided, you know what? Library, small group, better setting, better acoustics. Trust me, uh, way too echoey in the auditorium. And uh, they've been fine. They, they've been fine. They've been fine. Um, they fine. They've been fine. This, this one in particular, um, I'm thinking I have at least four or five kids who are thinking the military route. So this would be a very beneficial opportunity. So we go to this thing. Also, I'm forced to bring them to these things. But um, I had such a problem with this in particular, this person in particular, um, this young woman who's been in the military for allegedly 15 years with a, kind of a whisper tone, which I guess is very effective if you want people to listen 
It's not about getting louder. It's about making sure that you have their attention. And she did that, I guess, somewhat effectively with her whisper tone. Uh, my issue was that she followed up every statement she said with a question in the cadence of, some recruits don't even know how to do laundry. Raise your hand if you have a washer or dryer in your home. And then she goes, hmm, see, see? Or at one point she goes, I have two homes. How many of you parents own their own home? Or how many of your parents own their own home? Show your hands. See, join the army, could own two homes. <laughs> like, what? Uh, almost almost kind of like shaming them. Like, see what I've got? How many of you have that? I make, I make $5 million. How many of you got? Show of hands. How many of your parents actually make $5 million? See, no hands. <laughs> just honestly, like half the time it was that it just didn't apply to our kids or it wasn't the case for our kids. But the other half of the time, it was like, they're not paying attention to you or they didn't understand. How many of you have 40% market share in your investments? They don't know what that means right now. They're about to take consumer ed with their teacher, but they haven't gotten there yet. Or uh, I own stock in Disney. How many of you guys have watched a Disney movie? There you go. That, that works. They understand stock. I'm not trying to shame them in that way. But it was such a weird cadence. It got so bad with that cadence where I had to use my laptop and kind of like squat down a little bit to block my face, to, to laugh it off as best I could. There's so much to unpack with, <laughs> with this woman's cadence. How many of you guys have ever heard a cadence before? Show of hands. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a cool opportunity. I did have a hard time though. Um, and I'm going to plug something immediately after this, but she mentioned something to the effect of uh, lowering the, the standards to be able to get into some school that prepares you for whatever that test is to, you know, and whatever aptitude test it is for the military. I can't think of anything right now, the name of it. But at a certain point, she mentions that when she's doing these conversations to see if they are eligible to uh, try to enroll or enlist, whatever you want to call it, um, for this program or for basic training, there's a number of students, students, recruits, where she's noticing self-harm where I guess she will ask them to show their wrists or something like that. And I want to point out, there is the um, Suicide and Crisis Hotline, you dial 988 uh, to get that mental health support. So if you or someone you know or a student, 988 is the number that you have to dial. There is also the Suicide Hotline, but 988 is the, the short version, uh, kind of like 411, except for in this case, it's 988. Have I made that clear? Because uh, this lady took on such a such a pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And that's so sad that they did that. And if they were in the military, they definitely wouldn't want to kill themselves. And it's like, what the fuck are you saying? Again, 988 for mental health supports, either for you as a listener or someone you know or a student you have or have had, whatever it may be, 988. Because, oh my God, I know this is someone that's in the military and they, not, they don't necessarily have the onboarding to be able to appropriately talk to public high school students about a topic like self-harm, which by the way, some adults who are trained in that are not necessarily the best people to do that because they don't handle it the way they should and professionally, but just shaming kids for, for self-harm as opposed to treating it with the, the care it needs to be um, taken. I lost where that, that specific framing was going, but just be careful with how you're framing that, you know? Like when I get to that, those types of topics in my, my AP course, 
that takes a lot of, you know, front loading, checking in, watching how you're saying things and reading the room. This woman had no read on the room. I almost expected her to like follow it up with a question that I was beyond scared for. It started off with like, I was, I was laughing at like the stupid whisper tone that she was doing and the boasting comment followed up by the, uh, with the, the question asking them if they have what she has and then pointing out, see, you don't and you could if you join the army. I was scared of what it could lead to with that cadence and then bringing up the, the topic of self-harm and suicide. Uh, so again, 988, if you or someone you know or a student you have or anything, any person at all, uh, who is, you know, in crisis. Again, 988. Uh, weird place to end it, I know, but that's, the army recruiter was just truly, I think, the worst. When it was just the delivery and information and the fact that there were no, like, visuals, no interactable, you know, things for them, and it was just her leaning against a counter. Like, normally they have, like, something on the, the slideshow screen, or they have some banners, or they have like a tablecloth, you know, typical recruiter shit, uh, and not just army recruiter, just recruiter for a school or whatever it might be, but, just took a swig, sorry, uh, this was just her just free balling it in the room, just gonna say whatever comes to mind, and uh, of course not many of them were, were listing, I think at one point, too, uh, someone, she asked someone their last name, or I'm going to use a, a fake name here. She asked someone their name and they were like, oh, it's Perez. And she's like, what'd you say, Smith? Smith? And it's like, what the fuck? Are you, are you listening at all? Which is a classic, you know, we know, known for their, I'm not trying to disparage the military, by the way. Just this particular uh, recruitment officer person who I guess is assigned to different high schools, which that's scary. Um, not a fan. Don't know if I'm going to go back to one of those or have my kids go back to one of those. I think luckily the kids that were interested in the military route, they got that information and uh, got connected with the recruiter for the area, whatever it might be. But um, I don't know if we're going to be attending much more of those. I don't know if I could take any more awkward stares because some of the adults just stare at us for help. And I was like, I don't know about your school. I can try to help you get them involved. But talking at them, and they're used to having people talk at them, and most of the adults in the building don't even make them go, even though they're supposed to make them go, I guess. I, I don't know. So, anyway, it's been a week. I'm exhausted. I'm going to hit stop on record, get this thing edited and posted. Um, but if you want to be on the show, I know we got some people coming on the show uh, over winter break, but you can reach me uh, on social media at Classroom Brew or classroombrew at gmail.com. And we can set up a, a Zoom recording, or if you're in person, I promise I will not be sick by then. <laughs> um, we can always do that and uh, have a couple of beers or whatever it might be your preference. So, again, patreon.com slash classroombrew to support the show. Go above and beyond. Uh, big shout out to our current Patreon members. Thank you so much. And again, a big shout out. I think we did this a week or two ago. Uh, big shout out and congratulations to Lish, who recently got engaged. But thank you so much to James, Lish, Cindy, Melinda, Sabrina, Leo, Leslie, and Adam. And everybody else, thank you for listening. And until next week, class dismissed.
This is Classroom Brew.